Hello and welcome to A Muggle's Perspective. Hey, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Amp. The Amp Boys here Just with you now. a couple of Amp boys. <laughs> Back at it again. Back at it. It's been, I think as the kids say, a minute, Brayden. Yeah. It's an it's accurate been a length of time. Minutes. It's been 10 to 15 minutes. It's been about a one pizza cookery of minutes. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't speak for anything other than bruschetta. As, so. as you shouldn't. I would never ask you to. I hope you know that. Yeah. Okay, so we're doing Howlers today, and then we are also doing sort of a preview for Half-Blood Prince. Now, the, form that is, the format that's going to take is I wrote down a bunch of predictions to force Braden to make, and there's only one rule. What's the rule, Braden? About the predictions. I can't say maybe or I don't know. Yeah. Like, it just needs to be something. Like, it's it's got to be it's got to be concrete. Do I care if you believe in it strongly? I don't think you do. No, I don't care. Do I care if you're right? No. I, I mean, I care a little bit if you're right. you would prefer that I'm not. In that I would prefer you to be not. Yeah, that's the extent of me caring if you're right. Yeah. Um. And hopefully we'll be able to. Hopefully I'll be able to draw more out of you. Even if you just say something random, I'll be like, okay, but so like, how would that happen? And we can get into, we can go down a rabbit trail with them, so we can make them as wrong as possible. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. We'll get into some book six. This is our second to last pre-book pod. So think about that. Pretty relevant. It's a, something to think about. It's kind of a milestone, I guess. I mean, if I were listing milestones, I'd put that one. It would be it would be on the list eventually. So, bit of a bit of a memory, something to think about. Yeah, that's that's what we strive to do here at Mogul's Perspective is create memories for ourselves and others, and primarily ourselves. Okay, I want to get started with the prediction, and then we'll bounce back and forth pre- between predictions and howls. So this first one is a multi-part one. I've got a couple of directions I can steer you in. We'll see where you take it. Um, it's about the title, Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. What's up with that? Walk me through that. What's a half-blood prince? Is it literal? Uh, is it a character? Yeah, it's a prince that is generally on life support because he only has 50% of the full quantity of oh, blood wow. okay. that it's he a, needs to. It's literal, like, cardiovascular system. No, I think that Harry is the half-blood prince. Um, I think that half-blood refers to his race the whole mud blood versus pure blood thing we've Mm -hmm. been talking about the whole series i think um one of either james was full and and um harry's mom's name that i know lily lily yeah lily potter uh was maybe a mud blood um i don't is that What's the correct term? Because I realize that's like racial slang. The polite society term would be muggle-born. Muggle-born. Okay. I need to stop using... I, it's not me referring to a muggle-born as that. It's like that's the word that's been used by JKR, and I don't... So you're, I feel so. like you're race-baiting here, Braden. Like you're you're really <laughs> trying to turn this into a racial... No. Uh, so either that way or the other way around, maybe Lily is um, not muggle-born. And James is it. It James is was a pure blood. His parents are both wizards. We know that already. Yeah. Yes. 
I mean, okay. we know that freaking Lily, Lily's Petunia's sister. And Petunia obviously wasn't born into like a family of wizards. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that makes sense. I think he's the half-blood prince. Okay. Now the prince part, what do we, like the prince of what? That's what I'm wondering. So this is like like a title that Harry is just realizing applies to him. Like he just, he like, like a chosen one. Um, yeah. He just found out about the prophecy and Dumbledore's like, one more thing I've never told you about before. Technically, the you know the person that fulfills the prophecy is also. Yeah, I think it. Def- that's where I was gonna go. I think it's. Uh, we'll learn more about this prophecy in this book, and I feel like the prophecy is that Harry is the one who is supposed to be the most powerful wizard of all, or whatever. Okay. And that's the title that Voldemort wanted, and that's why in the prophecy. I don't know, maybe like Voldemort has an inkling that that is why, what the prophecy might say. So that's why he's like, I got to kill Harry because mm-hmm. I don't want him to be the most powerful. I don't want him to be the prince of magic. So what I'm hearing is that because Neville could have been the person the prophecy referred to, as we discussed at the end of Order of the Phoenix, are you telling me that you're predicting that Harry's going to have to kill Neville by the end of this book? Eliminate oh man, that would that would be an ex- <laughs> that would be an exciting twist. But then Hagrid just kills them both <laughs> because he doesn't want no. to see either student fight. So he's just like, I'd... Hagrid rips off his mask and he's got a Voldemort face underneath. <laughs> he's been Voldemort the whole time. It was me. When he when he's been getting drunk, he's been like pounding unicorn blood just this whole time. It's a good cover. Yep, you did it. Okay, so half blood prince refers to Harry. We're pretty confident about it referring to Harry because it's uh, like a blood it's a blood status wizarding thing. No, I want to say before any of these predictions, I'm not confident about any of them. Uh, uh, we. See, go the other way and just own it. Pretend to be really confident about all of them. Like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do that, Rogi. <laughs> <laughs> I will pretend to be super confident. About yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that's all. I mean, that's life. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. That's what it is. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> okay. Uh, so let's get to our first... Howl. <laughs> this one takes us back to October 8th in the year of our Lord 2019. Why? <laughs> uh, I don't, you know, frankly, what I don't know why. What are we even doing? <laughs> we're listening to Howlers this episode. We're getting caught up and then we're going to be, we're going to be on it. We're going to be honest with ourselves and others. Hey guys, it's Rachel Gryffindor here. Um, so I just listened to the first episode for Prisoner, nope, for Order of the Phoenix. A whole book and ago. And I am extremely disappointed in Rosie. Um, as you guys are sitting there talking about birds, and um, I, I would say that he's moderately scared of birds. And, like, his big thing is them having knives for faces, and he didn't want say that so i just wanted to like throw that out there that like that's his main issue with the birds is the whole knives 
her face is at best. Okay, you guys are doing a great job. Bye. So that was my wife howling in about (laughs) a conversation that we must have had, honest to God, like four months ago. About being Welcome to birds. the Muggles Perspective Marriage Hotline, y'all. <laughs> Call in with your problems. She's calling me out for not explaining thoroughly enough my fear of birds. I do always say, and it's a bit, like, let's be honest. When I'm talking about birds, like, in the real world, and I'm talking about how I'm scared of them, a bit is I say, they have knives for faces, okay? Which I got from, like, a webcomic, like, 10 years ago. So Rachel really wanted me to emphasize I'm scared of birds because they have pointy beaks, which I am. I'm sorry. You can pluck out an eye. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like that was a bird's intent? <laughs> um, I feel like it's one of those things. You know how people say if cats, like house cats, were really big, then they would just eat you? You like think? That's what your cat wants to do. I feel like... I've been with who, like, who has said that? Not, I've never felt like a cat wanted to eat me. People, I've just felt like they generally are aloof. People say it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's the experts. I've heard it said. I feel like if, a, like, if, here's the birds I've interacted with our fourth grade class pet bird, Rouge, which was like a cockatoo or whatever. Yeah, Rouge, like Mulan. <laughs> The Far Family! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, was, I was talking about Mulan I Rouge. I went Disney Mulan. I know. <laughs> I, Mulan Rouge is a, is a totally we different movie. We ended up in the same totally place. Movie. We, we didn't, and I like that you think that we did. Um, that was a bird, and I was like, okay, that's fine. It's a small bird. It's not going to, it can't go for my eyes, but I felt like if it was th- three feet tall, then it would, because why not? What am I going to do to stop it? With my hands, it has talons. But I mean, you could apply that argument to any animal. I yeah, do. If, I they often were, do. if they were bigger than humans, yeah, they would maybe want to exercise their their physical prowess. The but... big ones do. Let's fact check. Would a tiger eat me? Yeah. If provoked, yes. Ooh, I feel like, like any other animal. I I just I'm like, saying, if, like, like if any a, other if animal a, agreed. If a bird was huge. Uh huh. It doesn't change a bird's disposition or personality. Like I don't think if if birds all of a sudden mutated and got giant next week, they wouldn't all band together and be like, "All right, guys, we've got size now. Let's kill them." See, let's take I, over the world. Logically, I definitely hear you. Like I hundred percent. Like I want you to hear that I'm saying I I agree with that. That makes sense. But I'm also saying that if I was suddenly twelve feet tall, I would be a lot more interested in dunking a basketball than I am right now. I would be a lot more interested in like climbing things by just grabbing directly up and pulling. Like, like there's things that I would do that I'm that's right now. A, I'm like, that's I couldn't not a do violent that. power grab. Though. I'm just saying, you right, all, like, mm. if you were 12 foot tomorrow, you wouldn't be like, man, I'm so I can physically dominate other people now. Like, I'm gonna go walk into the mall and I'm gonna throw a guy through a glass window because I can. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, I'm a human that like operates under a moral code and lives by the mores of society. But but birds don't. Like if that if our little tiny class bird was six feet tall, it wouldn't just consent to being stuck into a cage as readily. I don't think. Yeah. No, I I, I guess I'm not trying to tell you you're wrong. It's just interesting to me <laughs> that you think 
a size increase would would immediately mean Not violent immediately. mentality. <laughs> I'm just saying that as the options that you have increase, then like maybe you're more willing to exercise them. I'm saying that right now attacking my face isn't an option for that tiny bird in a cage. But a big old that same bird that's big and tall and doesn't really live by any laws. Now it's big and it's like I'm not I don't want to, but like I recognize that I could and maybe I will because I can. Okay. Well, thank you for sparking that conversation, Rachel. <laughs> Those are things to think about. Let's just roll right into the next howler. Yep. Let's just let's just howl again while we're here. This one, controversially, also from October 8th. Hi, guys. This is Shannon Hall from Hufflepuff. Um, I was just catching up on the latest episode, and um, I heard you guys haven't interviewed anyone. And as a journalist, um, I can help you out there. So um, if you have any questions or skills or whatnot, I can help. Um, or I could just do it for you. Also, um, I do know someone who worked at John Lewis who got, like, early copy. And one of my friends actually got an early copy and she got in trouble because she took it to school like before they got it released. So it was a whole thing, but I'm really loving the podcast. Um, I'm actually realizing that I can walk my dogs now and listen to the podcast at the same time. So I'm all caught up. So the dog's not getting walked until you guys do new episodes. So if you can get more episodes out quickly, that would be great. Thanks. Bye. Uh, so a lot to unpack here. Apparently, we discussed interviewing people. I, I vaguely remember that. I'm still all and for that. I yeah, I don't think we've ever like been on the fence about that. We would love to interview. It's more about uh, contacting the interviewee. Yeah, my question for <laughs> Shannon wasn't going to be like, "Hey, can you help us do an interview?" It was like, "Hey, Shannon, how do we get people to want to be interviewed by us?" I guess like we could like look up. Just some someone that's a really big Harry Potter fan, like that had like a local news article written about how big of a Harry Potter fan they were. Or did did you see a couple years ago, or almost every year, there's an article online that's like this teacher turned their classroom into Hogwarts and it's everything. You know what I'm talking about? Someone that's like very that's like fandom adjacent. We could interview. We could I believe you that those kinds of things happen. I I haven't. I haven't seen any of that because you got to keep in mind, like I haven't really even known what Hogwarts was until the last year. You got to keep in mind that I'm not allowed to be on social media as one of the (laughs) pretenses of being on this podcast. So Um, what else happened? So she had friends at Donnelly's who got early copies of the book of the books. One of the books, all of the books, the Harry Potter books. books, The children love i don't know what that is the grandma at the beginning of the elf or i'm sorry not the grandma the nun okay i have seen elf like once i think um and then what i really want to get into here is shannon being like guys hear me out i can both walk my dog and listen to a podcast which is like that's how most people consume podcasts i think and but and I'm pivoting directly from that into what if her dog was gigantic? What if, what if she's walking Clifford? What would that dog want to do? Yeah, because if her dog was eight feet tall, I think 
You're not going to be able to walk that whole, dog successfully. In, you're not going to be able to consume a podcast and walk that dog. <laughs> because one, obviously, it's going to try and murder you. <laughs> uh-huh. It's going to see what it's going to do. I agree with you that it's still going to have dog instincts. It's going to see that squirrel and want to go eat it, right? Just like it did before. But now you're not going to be able to stop it. And so the dog might manslaughter you because you might just get dragged and die. You might, you might, it might be a blunt force trauma situation. So your argument, I think I could get behind more if we're talking dogs rather than birds. What? Why? Like I could dogs see are literally it, domesticated. Uh, I know, but they have that, like you're talking about that squirrel instinct. Like I want to chase that squirrel. And uh-huh. once I catch it, I want to rip it apart. Some dogs, yes. And all of a sudden, you, you, as my owner, are telling me that I shouldn't do that? F you. Like, I'm going to eat you, too. Um, I'm hearing you that there are probably dogs like that. There are people who love their dogs, but maybe not quite as in, as actively and intentionally as others love their dogs. I don't think that George would... There's any scenario where George eats me no matter how big he is almost any i mean maybe a starving you you can't play both sides of that argument you can't do that you you just said when we were talking about birds that if if, uh, the all animals if they increased in size want to kill (laughs) that's not what i was saying i'm saying that's basically (laughs) what you said because all of a sudden i have that option so why wouldn't i exercise i'm saying it's not necessarily like the desire to murder will be will rise within them, but once it's an option, they, they might incidentally, like statistically exercise it more. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And and I think dogs, so I'm going to go the other way. I think dogs, more than virtually any other animal, are dom- like the domestic dog is domesticated in a way that even a domestic cat is not. Does that make sense? So if you take an existing dog that's been domesticated and lived with humans and it gets bigger, some of the dogs are going to eat their humans, the ones that were mistreated and so forth. Others of them will continue to like try to live their dog lives because they're dogs and they're not the most intelligent, you know? You're just, you're saying just certain dogs or are you saying dogs in general are not that intelligent? (laughs) I know you wouldn't say that. Are not as intelligent as, as other animals, I think. I mean, like, dogs are derpy. Like, that's what you love about a dog. You know? What a- what animal's more intelligent than a dog? Well, I mean, statistically, like, look, what dolphins are, like, supposed to be super intelligent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I'm, just, I'm just, like, like my argument is that and gorillas. are definitely, like, one of the more intelligent pigs, animals. Pigs are supposed to be super intelligent. Pigs are not smart. They're supposed- Have you ever been around pigs? <laughs> you know what? Uh, not if you're not counting the 4-H fair. Pigs aren't smart. They are supposedly they are. Google this right now. Google are pigs smart. It's gonna say yes. Pig- <laughs> I promise you. Pig- pigs they're aren't the be, dumbest animals. Be, but don't be like, like the second smartest animal. Pig, putting telling, a pig in the same conversation as a dog—that is dumb. I guarantee you that, like scientifically, pigs are like said to be. Let's see. How do you Google things on Max, Braden? On Jeremy's Mac here. I'm gonna click. 
Holy cow, where's the internet? Okay, that says Google Chrome, so I think that's a good bet. I think I think clicking and the enter button are pretty universal across <laughs> all software platforms. I could, I could see literally zero icons to click on. <laughs> I had to find some icons. That is the annoying thing about, about Max. You kind of have to like hover in the right area for are, the little taskbar to pop up. Here's what I Googled. Are pigs smart? PBS.org. I think we can trust PBS, what they have to say about this, right? Sure. Public broadcasting system. Viewers like you. Uh, pi- <laughs> pigs are smarter than any other domestic animal. Stop Their it. Their ability to solve problems, like the pig IQ test on the joy of pigs. You know, what the frick is a pig IQ <laughs> like test? Is, Who made that up is and what are the metrics? well documented and they are considered by animal experts, citation needed, to be more trainable than dogs or cats. Dot, dot, dot. Pigs are difficult to classify. <laughs> November 10th, 1996. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. That's just the first blurb. You did not sway me there. That's Sorry, the first PBS. blurb on Google. Okay, this is September 3rd, 2019. PETA.org. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Don't eat. No. Are pigs more intelligent than dogs? Okay, this is relevant. Mercyforanimals.org. Pigs aren't. This is the title of this article. Pigs are intelligent and sensitive, comma. So why are you eating them? Oh my gosh! No. <laughs> Do pigs eat their poop? Okay, that's a good litmus test. Uh, okay, we're gonna skip the first sentence of this. Uh, in the wild, boars don't sleep in root and poo. They eat plants. They do wallow in mud. It's a good way to keep cool. This is a BBC article called "The Truth About Pigs." Okay. All um, I'm saying is, have you ever seen like a demonstration of like the canine unit, like the police officer dogs? Agreed. I agree that like dogs are, Those are dogs can be really smart. smart animals. Yeah, you're like no, literally, almost no one loves dogs more than I do. Like I'm all, I'm 100 in on dogs. Well, this isn't a question of love for dogs. I'm saying this like you're saying that all dogs are derpy. I'm saying that dogs as a species have a certain derp, inherent derpiness, and I mean like you know you can't put all humans in one basket. Like Minute Bowl and like Rachel look pretty different. Um, where was I going with that? But like, <laughs> you're not gonna put up. You know, tell me that there are pugs and Chihuahuas on this this like these SWAT teams. There aren't. Right. A pug is a goober. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I guess you're, if to some just wanted up to say that saying, a pug I'm is a say goober. pugs are goobers. Not a big pug guy, big animal, guy, big dog guy. Not a big yeah. pug guy. Not a big Chihuahua guy. Yeah, I don't think there is any like real Chihuahua guy. But if if your if your argument was that pugs, these arguments are anecdotal. Dogs are derpy. Some dogs overcome their derpiness, and more power to them. Love a dog with a job. Love a dog with a job. How do I get back? Brayden, how do I get back to where I was? Okay, that's not working. Oh, there it is. You're bigger now. Okay. Can we pause? Uh, Yeah. Do we stay preheat pausing. the oven for my freshetta. Pizza. I'm going to start sending Brayden links to... 
articles about pigs being smart. Pigs as smart as chimps, studies say. That looks good. It's got a big old picture of a pig on there. Oh, frick. How do I copy and paste? Command. Oh, no. Command C. How do I... Can I type things to you? Yes, I can. There you go. Just try that on for size. Oh, frick. I made the chat too big. I want the face bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So for the three people still listening, like, are there people that are, like, glad that we that our conversations have taken these turns? There are hundreds, there are literally hundreds of people out there listening to us have this conversation right now. If you've gotten to this point in our show. Shout out to you. Well, yeah, one. But two, and are just now deciding, I'm kind of annoyed with their tangents. What what are you doing? We should have like a, uh, what are those called? Trigger warning, but like for tangents at the beginning of this episode. Like this is a tangent episode. If that's I just something want that Patrick Starr's you. voice going, tangent! <laughs> okay. Um, ne- next prediction. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. So just so you guys know, I prepped Braden for some of these, but not all of them. So the first like three he's heard before. He's heard this question yesterday. So statement, people have died in the last two books, usually near the end. Okay, we had Cedric's death, we had Sirius's death. So my question is, is that streak going to continue? I have a guess as to which one you're going to say. Yes. Yes, okay. So who and why? You, we can lump it into major slash minor character. We can lump it into how many mm-hmm. people. That's up to you. Take mm-hmm. it where you will. Hmm. So one that I just keep coming back to, I just feel I feel like Hagrid's going to die. Because he's so much of a security blanket for Harry. Mm-hmm. And I think he's so loyal to Dumbledore that he's willing to do anything. I think he proved that last book by his determination with the Giants, just getting the crap beaten out of him the entire book. He did. He did repeatedly. When when he's telling that story about like trying to parlay with the Giants, you're like, oh, and then you left. No, no, no. I just kept getting beaten like. <laughs> Having the snot kicked out of me by giants. Yeah, and that sort of like naive, I don't, I don't want to call it naive, I guess, but just like, I mean, it's like blinders, blind loyalty. Yeah, is like I feel like that will get him in harm's way. And I guess just as like a reader here, appreciating what J.K.R. has done and the opportunities she's created for herself already, and like in the book that we're about to read. Like, I feel like that's a big, like, emotional draw. Like, she could really tug on the heartstrings by taking Hagrid away. And I feel like, for me, that's what the good movies or books do. Like, it's it's the, you didn't take the easy way out here as the director or the writer. Right. You laid the groundwork. yeah, I respected those. I respect those more. Like, I would be obviously upset if she kills off Hagrid, but it would be like, 
wow, bold move. Good for you. Like that wasn't the easy way out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think that would be my major character prediction. Okay. Yeah, let's let's do another minor one too. Minor character. I'm gonna I'm gonna say shut up, crickets. Sh- shut your mouth, crickets. Okay, Steven sells. <laughs> I could just picture uh, Steven doing that. I'm trying to think of like a Steven Sells impression. <laughs> it's more about what you're saying than how you say it. Yeah. Unless you're saying something really confidently. Literally, crickets? Sh- shut up. Shut up, crickets. Literally. That's Steven trying to be funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that Seamus Finnegan gets okay. killed. Okay. So we had the arc of Seamus being against Harry, and then he came around to it last book. And so because he's on the upswing, it's for similar, like a much smaller reason than Hagrid, but like, okay. You know, killing killing Draco, everyone's happy about. Killing Crab or Goyle. That would be the easy way out. Yeah, that's yeah. the easy way out. Mm-hmm. So you're more concerned about the good guys right now than the bad guys. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm super confident about that. Don't question me. <laughs> You'd be shocked if Voldemort died. That would be kind of dumb, wouldn't it? <laughs> would that be the easy way out? If Voldemort dies and Neville rises as in, the Dark Lord? In the sixth of seven books. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Neville? Yeah, I mean... I could see it. I'm pretty confident that's what's going to happen, personally. I mean, the show's about your predictions, so. That's why everyone tunes in week to week. We keep churning out predictions from me. Okay, here we've got, uh, I'll just say we've got a familiar voice here. Good evening, Jets. It's Chad. Uh, Just listening to Broiled in Florida. And uh, had a couple of comments based on uh, some something you said. Uh, Back to the Future is definitely worth a rewatch. Um, you know, the first one is awesome. The second one is okay. It's not the greatest movie ever, uh, but it does set up the third one, and the third one's pretty good. Uh, definitely, definitely worth a rewatch. And you know, obviously, the Indiana Jones trilogy not including Kingdom of Crystal Skull, um, is one of the best trilogies of all time. And, you know, anyway, uh, but I had a thought. Who who is the better uh, sidekick? Is it Short Round or Ron? Thoughts? See you guys. Short Round is one of uh, Indiana Jones' sidekicks. They're like, Mr. Jones, like the little... A Chinese kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And who was the other one he said? Ron, I think Ron. Like Ron Weasley. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's fun when we listen to the Howlers, Rogie and I are Skyping, and we basically react to what's being said live, and we communicate Silently. via facial yeah. expressions. And when Chad said that Indiana Jones 
trilogy was one of the best of all time. I was nodding profusely in agreement. He was nodding so strongly. Yeah. And Rogi was sort of like shrugging his shoulders as hard as you could imagine. It was was, was like a a cringe face. Because I want to be clear. I like Indiana Jones. I'm pro Indiana Jones. I really like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Okay. So for me, when we're talking trilogies, like just personally, it's going to be hard for anything to touch that. No, no, no. And and Chad's not saying it's better. I mean, I don't... Chad probably wouldn't say it's better than the Lord of the Rings. But if he's probably just top it, five, it, though, it's in it's in one of it's at the upper echelon. Sure. I'm talking. I'm thinking. Lord I don't want to speak for Chad, but I never would want to. I want Chad to speak for himself. <laughs> um, I'm thinking Lord of the Rings. I'm thinking Star Wars. Yep, it's one of the classics. Would be my top two. Which, I haven't even seen the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and I would probably. I mean, just from what people yeah, tell me, it's probably it's excellent. Uh, and we're talking prequels, right? I don't know. Are we the Star Wars prequels? As the, that that sure. trilogy episodes one through three, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. I those are the. I ones. don't know. I, so okay, I, I'm I'm not a I'm big not Star a big Wars, Star Wars nerd. Oh, okay, I'm me neither. Even. Okay, okay. Um, the when you think of Star Wars, you're thinking of like Luke and Darth Vader, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So those like, like uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. So that that's called and, the that's the yeah. original trilogy, the ones that came out in the 70s and 80s. All right. Yes, um, I have those on VHS. Yes, the prequels are the ones with Jar Jar Binks. Okay. The ones that came out when we were kids in the early 2000s and are universally reviled is strong, but they are, it, it's like apples and oranges for Star Wars fans comparing yeah. them. So I was making yeah. a joke when I said we're talking about the prequels as being excellent. Okay. And it was hilarious. Right, so I didn't catch that. Everyone got it. It was good. Um, Indiana <laughs> Jones, I think for sure. Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. and I mean, after that, like, I mean, where do you go? Is Die Hard a trilogy? I've never seen a Die Hard movie. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I don't. I don't know. I'm this, gonna say no. This gets argued every year. I'm gonna say have no. You, have you heard these kinds of arguments? Yes, of every course. Year? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar right. with the argument. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's about Christmas. So no, for that reason, not. I would say no. That's but my, is that the criterion? That is. That's that's my criteria. To be a Christmas movie, does it have to be at least ostensibly? Well, because I think Christmas. the argument for it is that it takes place during Christmas. Yeah, that's right? fine. Uh huh. I'm not so, arguing for that. I'm t- I'm trying to lay right. the groundwork for both sides here. I've I've never I it's not even an argument I can have. I've never seen Die Hard. I mean, like all of the Harry Potter movies have movies and books have like Christmas scenes. Like there's always a chapter at least around Christmas time. Yeah. And I think yeah. there are people that think of them as Christmas movies to some extent because of the, they always get shown about around Christmas. It, because, yeah, right. And you are you're off work or school, and and you're, there's the marathon, and you just you're tuning in, and you're on Sci-Fi Network or wherever they're being shown now. And it's like, oh, okay, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It's like a comfort food thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't. But I still would not consider them Christmas movies myself. Yeah, I think it's a tough argument to try and put Die Hard as a Christmas movie. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. The number talking one about... trilogy is Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. Number two is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones is probably in that three through five somewhere. Mm-hmm. We just can't think of any others right now. We're, yeah. I'm sure we're missing big ones that people are going to call in and be like, you guys are morons. Did you read this pig article I sent you? No, because it's just, I'm sure it's baseless stupidity. So I'm just kidding. I'll read it later. I didn't read it either. I was just, that was what was up when I went to go Google it. The 33 greatest movie trilogies, this is going to be great. It's going to be really helpful. 
Oh, Planet of the Apes. Okay. Don't start at 33. I don't want that. I don't want that, and I don't have time for that. Oh, Lord. Okay. The the picture on top is the Back to the Future, the Back to the Future guys. So, oh my gosh, this mm-hmm. website is not loading successfully. Okay, we're done with that conversation. Um, now, so as far as short round versus Ron, best side, better sidekick. Who's a better sidekick? What are your qualifications? What do you want out of a I sidekick? Guess, I, I guess I don't. Mm, I guess Ron is a sidekick. I don't know. When I think of sidekicks, I guess I'm more often than not think of them as like smaller in stature or in age. Right. Like Batman and Robin. Right. Indiana Jones and Short Round. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Yogi uh, Bear and the little bear. <laughs> the smaller bear. Uh, LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Stature. What's not the little, age. What's the little bear's name? Hey it's a picnic Boo-boo. basket. Babu. Hey, Boo Boo. Hey, Boo Boo. His name is Boo Boo. What you got in that picnic basket? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Boo Boo. Yeah. So. So you're saying I, that sidekick that uh, short round is a more classic sidekick. I think yeah, short round fits the sidekick mold better than Ron does. Is Ron is Ron kind of universally viewed in like Harry Potter communities as a as a sidekick? Um the phraseology you'll hear more is the trilogy you, or the the uh, the trio you'll hear about you'll hear the trio a lot because it's a group of three and, and that's how I view it more because yeah. they each it's not like one stronger than the other they all have well their, Her- their, Hermione uh, is <laughs> Hermione's smarter uh, she's the brains of the trio yeah and, and I think you're you're hitting on a good point which is that Ron would bristle if you were like oh Harry's sidekick he'd be like no I'm not. Right, I'm his friend. I'm his tall. I'm tall. Right. And I that so to me that doesn't fit the whole sidekick right. mold. Now Crab and Goyle, they're not sidekicks. They're cronies. They're goons. They're goons. Henchmen. They are. They're stooges. Yeah. They're putties. All those things. So that's where I come down on that. Okay. Uh, next. This is a good one. I like I like this prediction here. So every year we've had a new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher. And I think we can rule out that Umbridge is coming back for a second term, right? That's not happening. Oh, I hope so. We had one, but we had a book of Umbridge, and that was like, okay, all set on that. So who's the next Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher? I, I felt like this was a tough one because it's not like we've really known any of them before they're introduced. That's what I'm saying. So, so I want a name. I want you to make a specific guess, and then for your, and then I also want just like an archetype. Like I think it's going to be this kind of person. If you don't think it's going to be a, like a named character that we already know. What if this? Uh, I could see this being Snape's big uh, big chance. Oh wow. He finally gets uh, what he always wanted. Yeah, like I could see that Dumbledore feeling like, okay, we need to stop messing around. Like the students actually need to know. Like Voldemort's alive. He was in the friggin' school. Like we need the students to have real defense against the dark arts skills. Because so of Snape, his it's prior your time. Experience. Okay. He looks out to the bullpen. 
summon Snape. So, and like, pull back the curtain, do you actually think that it will be Snape? Or do you think it's going to be someone we don't know yet? I think it'll, it's more likely that it's someone we don't know yet. Okay, what kind of person then? What if it's someone, like, eerily similar to Snape? And it just makes Snape so mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, why not just hire me? Yeah. He even kind of, like, looks like Snape. So you think it's going to be someone that looks like Snape, but isn't Snape. So it's going to be Karkaroff. I'm reading a list of the best trilogies of all time right now, and it is wild. We've Hit got me. number one, Toy Story. Oh, wow. Oh, man, I dropped the ball there. Yeah, that's, I mean, definitely it's, in it's my top It's a good five. trilogy, I agree. Number one, Not- okay. Number two, Indiana Jones. Sure. Number three, something called the Before Trilogy. Before sunrise, the land before time, before sunset, before midnight. These movies and came out almost. The first and third one came out like twenty years apart from each other. Then Lord of the Rings four, then Godfather five, then okay. Star Wars six. Like, what are we doing? I the Godfather one could probably like people would argue that. That it should be the. I mean, I'm thinking that like critically, you would expect it to be higher. Yes, I'm saying, okay, the before ones. Who's even heard of that? That's not in the top five. Yes, agreed. Um, there's no way that any of those, like the number one and two spots, it's just an argument between Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. You'd, you'd think it has to be, just by sheer popular vote. This has. The Evil Dead trilogy um, as seven. The Dark Knight at eight, which I think is good. Dark Knight would be in my top not ten, not inclusion. my top five. Yeah. Die Hard, nine. And ten is like the Shaun of the Dead movies. <laughs> what? No. I know. So that's where we are with that, just to bring that full circle. So the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher is going to be someone that makes Snape mad because it looks like Snape. Wait, one more trilogy for my top five? Mm-hmm. Sharknado. Nice. What was your favorite part of the third Sharknado movie? <laughs> we don't have enough time to get into that. It's a whole pod. That's that's patrons only. Like yeah. If you want, the, if you want the really good stuff, I get behind the paywall. If you want Sharknado talk, you're gonna have to pay up. <laughs> have you seen a single second of a Sharknado film? I've seen the first one. You've seen the whole movie. I think I saw the whole movie. Wow. Um, because if you approach it as like comedy, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's worth your time. Wow. Okay, those are different statements. Yeah, and I may not have meant both of them. <laughs> like, so I have a friend who was really excited for The Meg. She <laughs> just really likes big animal. Like, she was really into Rampage. And was like, Man, it's what good. an interesting it's person. Good because like I want like I like movies that are about like gigantic animals fighting and like destroying cities and stuff. And I was like, that's it. Like that's a, like that's your like a genre. And like I went and saw the Meg, 
and was like, and took in some enjoyment in the way that you were saying, like, oh, it is funny how ridiculous this is. And mm-hmm. like not necessarily well made and like well put together from like a plot perspective. I mean, mm-hmm. the visual effects are obviously like appropriate. Like it doesn't look ridiculous. I mean, it does. You know what I mean? See that that's what makes Sharknado more funny. I think at least the first one because the effects aren't great. Oh, uh, nice. Okay, I respect that. I mean, like, yeah. I get the concept of like hate watching something or like watching something because it's bad. Yeah. But I'm not necessarily trying to pay money to go see that in a theater. Like you got to see Rampage no, no, on the no, big no. screen. No, exactly. And there, I would never pay people, to see Sharknado. Right, but yeah. there are people that do. Like semi unironically. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, that's what I want. Is like it's literally like I don't care about plot. Like I want to go to a movie because explosions. Like if if they if somebody hands you a paper and they said, "Why did you like this?" and you just wrote explosions, like that was the whole <laughs> sentence. So I don't know. Different strokes for different folks, you in know? A, in a wild world. Okay, next uh, thing. What are these called? Howl. This might be a two-parter. Okay. Can we pause on this one? I'm going to go put the pizza in. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Brandon's Pizza. Nailed it. All right, I've got about 26 minutes. Hey, this is Bo. Uh, I haven't called in for a while. Uh, not on purpose, but I don't know why. But uh, you brought up a point about Sirius uh, wanting to get involved and kind of having to be on the sidelines. Um, and it was an interesting point that I guess I haven't thought about really. Um, and I haven't really crafted this thought out. Uh, before I called, so it might be a little jumbled, but I hope the point gets across. Um, I think part of it, and I think you touched on it, was that he spent, uh, you know, all those years in Azkaban, just in a a cell, and not being shut off entirely, and not able to do anything, and probably a feeling of when he got out of Azkaban, and was able to help Harry, you know, get, uh, you know, uncover Peter Pettigrew. And uh, he's been able to kind of help, you know, in the Goblet of Fire too. But um, just the, when he was, when he got out and it was like, he proved that he was innocent and he thought that maybe uh, now would be his time to kind of come into action. And, and he's being told to, just sit on the side again and not do anything. And that probably, I would almost say reminds him of probably the scarring traumatic years in Azkaban. Uh, and so it's probably just, yeah, something playing with this mental there. And I think I'm about to run out of time. So I'll leave you with that. Uh, keep going. I love the show. Good to hear from Bo. Bo. Rochambeau. Love to hear from Bo. Um, so he's basically comparing Sirius's time locked up in Grimald Place sort of to his time spent in Azkaban, like as a traumatic, like a trigger for him, um, maybe a little PTSD, like he finally gets to stretch his legs and then he's shoved right back in. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, 
the kind of trauma that Azkaban induces, that's not a place you would want to get back to. So I'm sure that's, I mean, that's really not a thing I had added to my consideration when thinking about Sirius not wanting to just sit on the sidelines. I'm sure that that was kind of a, no, I've felt this before and I'm not doing that again. Yeah, because Dumbledore talks about it with Harry, like it was my it was my fault. Like I, I, it was a mistake to put him back in there because he's you know a smart guy and he's brave and he wants to be active. But Dumbledore even didn't make that contrast too. So it was even worse that I put him back in because he just gotten out of jail where he was also cooped up. So it's almost like better to not get a taste of the freedom if you're going to be shoved back in. And Grimmauld Place does bear resemblance in terms of like the darkness all around him with the evil mm-hmm. like stuff in the house and his mom like it's like in the dark magic territory like Azkaban is so i think it's a good point yeah well said bo uh, okay i think this next one is maybe also from bo so we're just going to play it hey it's bo again it uh, i kept listening to the episode and i heard my name be brought up with the lion king so i thought i'd call in and deliver my thoughts um I think it was a, I thought it was a wonderful film. Uh, You know, never is going to match up to the original, uh, but uh, it was definitely a more realistic take. Uh, The scenery was gorgeous. You know, the live action uh, added a lot of detail and a lot of uh, just realistic effects. Um, Kind of to Rogie's point, yeah, the emotions, were hard. I think were harder to portray on like a real face, um, but I think it was still. I think it was still good. Um, Stay in between the lines, Bo. I thought John Oliver as Zazu was perfect, uh, as well as Seth Rogen as Pumbaa. While I didn't need to hear Seth Rogen sing, uh, his laugh that they included, which I didn't think they would include because it's so. Uh, iconic in that you know it kind of took you out of the movie um, but it was a funny moment I will agree with Brayden um, that the way Rafiki finds out that Simba is alive kind of threw me for a loop uh, I uh, I wish there was another way uh, <laughs> that was done but the Can You Feel the Love Tonight is a duet between Childish Gambino and Beyonce. So it was good. I mean, it can't be bad if that's the case. So uh, I thought overall it was really good. Not the original, uh, but I actually, uh, I think I'm about to get cut off, but I actually just got a full-size post movie poster of it and have hung it in my bedroom. So, if that tells you anything. So, it's always a good movie, and I would recommend it. But, uh, I mean, not the greatest movie I've ever seen, and not the original. But I still think it was a good movie, and it's worth a watch. This is a roller coaster. (laughs) Here's what I want to talk about from that, is he bought a poster for the live-action, like, remake of Lion King and hung it in his bedroom. Like, that's a choice. Is Bo married? No. No, okay. So that's no. a, it's a different choice when you're not married. But it's still a strong statement. 
I mean, I but I he's the type of guy. I think he would hang a lot of movie posters, and like I think that's just a thing he would do. And I, I mean, I think movie posters are cool. Yeah. Oh, I also think movie posters are cool. I don't know yeah. a lot of people, especially adults, that have them in their bedroom just because it's like that's not the aesthetic choice that they're going for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I mean, I think if I was batching it right now, mm-hmm. I'd probably I'd probably have some movie posters. Like I own some movie posters that I don't even have like put out into poster form, like unrolled because we don't have anywhere to put them in the house just the way our de- decor is. So I respect that Bo is able to work that in. Good stuff from Bo. Good to hear from Bo. Remember when we spent like half an hour talking about The Lion King when I hadn't seen it yet? Yes. Did you ever see it? Um, yes and no. We did go to see it at the drive-in. And I got up early on to go get popcorn. And at this particular drive-in, reverse shout-out to this drive-in, but at this particular drive-in, it ta- it literally took like like over an hour for me to get the popcorn. Because they oh, have no. like one register, and they're going super slow, and they sell like a thousand different things. You can get funnel cakes and hot dogs and pizza and like all this different stuff. And it's just not being run very well at all in the back. And so everyone in line is disgusted, but they're also hungry. So you're like, you ha- you're there, and that's just those where, are the where worst are. combination. But you bond, you form sort of a bond with the other people in line. The same way an angry mob would. Yes, yeah, uh, very much similar to the same way an angry mob would. So, the only thing worse than an angry mob is a hangry mob, <laughs> which is what we were. Um, yeah. I left like before. I just can't wait to be king, or it was just about to get into it, and I got mm-hmm. back. Like at the tail end of Hakuna Matata. Okay. So I missed a I missed a lot. Yeah, I kind of echo Bo's thoughts on it in general. I enjoyed it. Uh, it wasn't the greatest thing I'd ever seen. Right. I felt like it had a lot of hype around it. I mean, The Lion King is one of the more iconic Disney films mm-hmm. ever. And I don't think they ruined it. I don't think they. I, I think they did a good job. It wasn't. It didn't blow me away. Fair take, I think. Okay, next prediction. We're on the fourth one here. Uh, we're ratcheting down the intensity a little bit. What do you think about relationships? Are there going to be like new relationships between kids, between adults? If so, who? Are we talking romantic? Yeah, yeah. Who are you shipping? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ship Ron and Hermione. Okay. I think that's inevitable. Maybe not this book, but definitely by the last one. It's like an opposites attract thing. Yeah. What age, what age are we going to be walking into this book? Um, Harry near the very beginning of this book is going to turn 16. Oh yeah. We're going to be shipping. It's going to be some ships. Um, ships are going to set sail. Do you, have, do you have a deeper cut than Ron and Hermione? Yeah. Yeah. Give me a second to uh, to present it. Let me just run through the female characters whose names I know real quick. <laughs> you got uh, you got Luna for some reason. She's here. Draco. Ooh. And bad boy. 
Cho Chang. Oh, okay. And so Cho is getting back at Harry. Um, there's a little bit of that, and Draco has no romantic interest in Cho. It's just literally wants to to make Harry mad. Yes. Okay. That's so feasible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can see that one. And like Draco's got a certain amount of like the kind of charm that comes from wealth, you know. Sure. Sure. Like you're gonna get you're gonna get a, a at least a, a fairly expensive Christmas present, I would imagine, from dating Draco. Yeah, and you you know you're always gonna when you come over to his house to hang out or whatever, like you're gonna be served by a butler. Yeah, a butler. Like also. somebody's gonna take your coat, and um, I mean like the the character like the actor that Draco is played by is not like a bad looking kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Did you know that you know, he tried out for the part of Harry first? Really? Initially, yeah. Yeah, there was a... Hannah and I were rolling through Netflix. Um, this is months ago, but uh, there was a movie about, like, skateboarding kids that Draco... Like, that actor, it was, like, the star of. Nice. Um, I'll have to find the name of it. Brink. Oh, I wish. Don't talk about Brink. Freaking love Brink. Everybody's talking about Disney Plus and how those kinds of movies are available again. And I may get it just to be able to watch Brink and or Motocrossed. Neither movie have I seen. Oh. Okay, you're not talking to someone that had the Disney Channel for very much of his childhood. We were and like, that's, my parents were like, what's the least we can pay for cable? And they're like, oh, but you still want these channels? They were like, no, no. Just the least possible. Ugh, we I hate that for you. We Tom Felton would get Nickelodeon. Yeah, Tom Felton. Okay, I gotta find this movie that he was in. We, we can continue with uh, with ships. Yeah. you know, like um, Hagrid and Grubbly Plank. It's like common interest <laughs> in animals. Oh man, filmography. He was in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm, that's true. Dodge Land. His his character's name was Dodge Landon. Wow. Are you sure that wasn't his character's name in Cars, two, or Planes? He was in Cars two. <laughs> I was just making fun of the name Dodge. Landon. Oh man, I wish he was in Cars two. Speaking of movies, I haven't seen. Yeah, you're just not really well versed on Disney stuff, are you? Know, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that Jeremy and Jessica like let you in their house. I mean, like, what do you want from me? I've seen Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and freaking Frozen. I've seen is Trolls a Disney movie? No. Okay, I've seen it twice, and it's I think the worst movie I've ever seen. It's so bad. Yeah, it's not great. It's really bad. I've seen like the classic, but I haven't seen all of the TV stuff, and I haven't seen all the DComs. We had Disney sometimes, and we had Nickelodeon sometimes, but we did not always have those things. Like I bet I know more about PBS than you. I better watch more Zoom. Tom Felton was uh-huh. get in get him to the Greek. Oh really? I've never seen that, but I know Russell, what it is. Russell Brand movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out what this friggin' skateboarding movie was that he was like all punked out. Are you sure it was Tom Felton? I'm positive because Hannah and I both were like, "That's that's Draco," and he's like, 
He's like 18 and is like a punk rocker. <laughs> like it just, it didn't even look right. I'm just going to search Tom Felton skateboard. See what happens. All right. While you're doing that, we're going to pull yeah, up the Yeah, you next, can move on. We're just going to pull up the next uh, owl. Oh. Hey, this is Bo again. <laughs> and I kept listening to the episode. Maybe I should listen to the whole thing before I call in. Um, but you're talking about the Office podcast. Just wanted to make you aware that there is a new podcast for the Office called Office Ladies. And it's hosted by Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey, who played Pam and Angela. And they give, like, behind-the-scenes and little facts and stuff like that people wouldn't know uh, from being on the show. So that one's fun. Also, real quick, on The Lion King, I was <laughs> a couple things I remembered, because uh, it's been a little bit, but a couple things I remembered that were a little disappointing was the Be Prepared, which is the Scar song, kind of fell flat because it was, you know, in the effort to make it more realistic, it didn't have all the effects that the cartoon had, and so it was kind of weird, and there was no uh, Simone in a hula skirt, also in an effort to make things more realistic. Uh, so those were a couple of things that were a little disappointing about the film, but overall, as a more realistic live-action take on the movie. Uh, it made sense for it to happen like that, but it was, uh, there are just some things that the cartoon added that added to the movie as a whole that couldn't be added in the live action, but I still, I still would recommend. So that's all. Hopefully I'm done. There's only like five minutes left in the podcast. So unless you mention something else that I'm interested in, uh, this should be the last call for this episode. So. Have a good time. Bill just wanted to make sure that we, we got all of his thoughts here. And I appreciate that, Bill. I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> okay, uh, I, I need to cut into that. Um, Tom Felton mm-hmm. music. Yes. Oh, yeah, he plays acoustic guitar. Can we listen to some Tom Felton right now? I mean, sure. Is he, is he good? I don't know. Let's find out. I'm just going to go to a little known website called YouTube. Is this going to, how's this going to work on your computer? Just going to point the mic at your speakers. Oh, uh, you're right. I need to do, I need to do this on my phone. Oh, I'll just do it on my go phone. I'll, I'll put it, my phone's already we'll Bluetoothed in. So just talk about Bo. Talk about Office Ladies. Do you know what that is? Have you listened Office to Office Ladies is really, Hannah and I listened to the uh, the the pilot episode and mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. There are some really cool tidbits in there and and fun facts. Um, I'm excited for them to grow as like podcasters because oh, yeah, right, agreed. Right, right now it felt like they were just trying way too hard. Um, they are not good at reading ads. Not good at reading ads. They're they're also just like really. Like, you can tell they're not super... Like, you can tell that they're good friends, but when they're recording, they're like... They feel like they have to kind of force the... We love each other. We're so we're so good at friends. And mm-hmm. um, they'll, they'll get through that. It'll be... Here I am speaking like a super experienced podcaster. Yeah. 
Um, the rookies, they'll figure it out. Rachel and I listened to it together as well. We're pretty close to caught up. Um, they have like six or seven episodes out now. And yeah, I mean, they have like Rain Wilson has been on. And That's yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Um, they they do have good, like, it could just be like, oh, yeah, and then that was funny. But like, they, they really have like behind the scenes stuff that you don't know and adds to it. And it's, yeah, it's really good. Not that we're in the business of telling you to listen to other podcasts instead of ours, but. Okay, um, so the title of this YouTube video is Felt Beats, that's one word, hyphen, <laughs> time well spent medley. The video is in sepia tone. Love that. Sharing lips with her The coming weeks Were to be a blur Cause time with her Is like no other She can make a winter's day Feel like the summer And it's so, so nice To have her alone Cause you know I made her leave A mobile phone at home The clock's ticking But I don't mind Because there's no one else It's just so British it's super British. And I, I like British. Like, I'm a big kooks guy. Have you ever listened mm-hmm. to the kooks? Mm-hmm. Um, I like that. I love Marcus Mumford. Um, something that, about that. Maybe that it's just because it's it's Draco Malfoy singing. It does kind of sound. Is it Marcus Mumford like, one of the sons? Yes. No, he's he's Mumford, and the rest of them are his sons. Okay. Marcus Mumford. I like the Beatles. Yeah. I have some weird takes on the Beatles that really? would probably get me murdered if I shared them on oh, this podcast. Oh, share so. them. I'm not like a huge Beatles fan. I've just started trying to listen to them in the last few years because <clears> I was like, I should listen to music. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I Seriously, some people get really worked up about the Beatles, so I, I just don't, I don't know if this is the place. You're actually going to avoid sharing it because you think it's too controversial, your take? It's not that it's, I mean, it's not this that, that controversial. I just, okay, all right, fine. Here's my thing. I, I respect, I have a ton of respect for the Beatles, what they did um, for music in their time period. Mm-hmm. I think you look back on the music itself, and I don't, I guess I just don't get what the big deal is. Okay. I know, I know. I'm going to get, like, hate mail, and, and people are going to freak out on me. I just. Hey, Jude, it's, it's not that good? It like it's it is good. It's not that I don't listen to it and think this sucks. What's the big deal? It's just it's like people worship it, and I don't. I guess I just don't. I don't well, connect with it that way. It's probably tough when you've heard so much stuff that has been influenced by them and like has affected your taste more. Yeah. To, to like go back to the progenitor is like well this is like the the first, sure the first level of where we've gotten to now. So I'm sure. And that's why I let off with like I respect with what f- I respect them for what they did. Yeah, pioneers for- as far as songwriting and like, sure, sure, um, composition wise. Yeah, I grew up listening to the Who. Yeah, and I really I like, like I really like a lot of the Who. I stuff. like the Who as well. So that's that's where I fall on that. There's so many Harry Potter videos that now that I want us to watch, like the cast members talking about their time on set and their favorite lines from all that kind of stuff. 
Okay, so that's Draco playing the acoustic guitar. And off Didn't love this. it. <laughs> uh, okay, here's a question for you. Who's going to win the Quidditch Cup this year? Ooh. We've got Ron this kinda... coming, coming off the high. He had a good game. Yeah. To me, this seems like a book that's going to have some of the bad guys winning some of the time. So I'm going to say Slytherin. Okay, so then wins the Quidditch Cup. But does Harry get to play, even though he got banned by Umbridge? Yeah, he'll play. He'll be reinstated. McGonagall is not having any of that. No. Definitely not. Um, okay, here's a question for you. This is a two-parter. Where is Voldemort? Where is Voldemort? Yeah. Oh, man. Is he miles beneath the school somehow? <laughs> I was going to go there. Uh, maybe he went back to Albania to kind okay. of go go back to the drawing board here. Why right? not get away from Dumbledore? Yeah. Lie low for a little bit. Kind of rally the troops. So my next question was, what's his scheme? Because we've been able to point to every single book, a scheme. Okay, I'm going to get the Sorcerer's Stone. That's going to give me power. I'm going to use my diary like memory to get power. Um, I'm going to, we've got Barty Crouch Jr. He's scheming. Yeah. We're going to get the, okay, yeah, thank you. We're going to get the prophecy. So what? what's the scheme? What's his goal? I feel like at this point, if I'm Dumbledore, or if I'm Voldemort, Which those names are. are too close. Agreed. Um, Surely he is smart enough to realize that Harry is kind of a match for him, whether Harry realizes it or not. Like there's some untapped power that Harry's mm-hmm. just starting to like realize right. and understand. Um, Voldemort has gotten to see firsthand that like it's not going to be just killing a 15 year old kid. I mean, this is a different, this is a different kind of kid. So if if I'm Voldemort. I feel like my only shot at this is to kill Dumbledore. Like oh. I'm going full. I'm going. And like, what do I have to lose at this point? Interesting. Right. Like I, I've got to go full force at Dumbledore and get him out of the way because Dumbledore has kind of saved Harry in the last two. Yeah. Yeah. Both in both the last situation. Two, the yeah. End, yeah. So. yeah. So I feel like I'm pulling out all the stops to try and kill Dumbledore. If I'm Voldemort. Okay. Okay. Because um, ultimately, if if Dumbledore is the most powerful wizard there is, like you're not going to you're not going to kill Harry as long as Dumbledore's around, right? Yeah. So you got to kind of try to go back door. Yep. Yep. I think so. Interesting. So is that does that mean in another duel we go head to head again, or nefarious means? I think it's going to have to be like an assassination thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to kill Dumbledore in like a duel. You're just not. It's going to have to be like a surprise attack. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Now we've got two more howls. Morning, gents. It's Chad. Uh, just listened to episode 50. Uh, and once again, great job. Thanks, Chad. <clears throat> 
Uh, we're coming up on Halloween, which, if I remember correctly, is the night that uh, Voldemort tried to kill Harry and did kill his parents. Um, what I was calling for is you guys were talking about the Colts and Andrew Luck um, retiring and whatnot. And so just for a point of reference, your Colts are 5-2, and two, so you got your five wins. Uh, so Brissett's not doing too bad of a job. Uh, there is another quarterback on that team by the name of Chad Kelly. Uh, Swag, Swag Kelly. After Luck left, the team would give a shot. Uh, I watched him down here in Mississippi for two years. He's a good quarterback. He's mobile. He's got a great arm. Um, if your offensive line is not the greatest, he can, you know, blast past the defense. Um, anyway, but Brissette's doing a good job, so uh, they made a good choice, sounds like. Anyway, um, hope you guys have a good day. Love the show. Talk to you later. Bye. So since then, the Colts have won, like, one of their last six games or something. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it was a um, good story to that point, though. Love Chad calling in to talk some football, though. Colts, Can we Colts pause really quick? do have a really good offensive line. That's a thing. They do. Um, yeah. Let's pause. I do want to talk about this. I'm okay. going to go pull the pizza out of the oven. Okay. Pwah, 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 pwah. Brandon's Pizza. out of the oven it's cooling i'll be back in a few to to grab a few pieces so as far as football breeding i think what everyone wants to know is how is your fantasy team doing at this point you make the playoffs uh, well, first off i want to lead off with if you don't care about sports get your skip button skip button ready mm-hmm. um fantasy football so i'm in a league this year did we already talk about the punishments how we've got mm, I'm, I'm, so. I'm in a punishment league this year so that means if you finish dead last in regular season you have the option, you have two options, you have to pick, and actually I thought, I was thinking this whole season um, that I would get the I would get the chance to pick my punishment if I finished dead last, and it turns out the whole league votes. Are you, um, we're in a, we're in a big on the group table? text. Were you in the, in the realm of dead last? No, 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 no. Okay. I think I'm going to finish like third or fourth. Okay. Um, I lost the first round of the playoffs last week by like six points. Ooh. Um, yeah, Odell Beckham Jr. has screwed me all season long, and he put the final twist of the knife in me you last week. You kept playing him? Dude, I just, I didn't have anybody better on my bench, and I was thinking, like, he's going to break out. I just kept telling myself, like, he's going to break out. He's, he's Odell Beckham Jr. Turns out he's, turns out he's been hurt. Out. Yeah, and then it's like, okay, he is, he's been hurt all year, and Baker Mayfield sucks, and so this, I've just been dumb to keep playing him. Um, but I've had Lamar Jackson this year, which has been awesome. I literally drafted him in the second to last round, um, just as like some, just as like I don't know why not. Let's see what happens. I had him and Deshaun Watson at one time, 
and the I top, traded Deshaun the top Watson two for quarterbacks. I think. Yep, I traded Deshaun Watson like week five or something for Zach Ertz, um, which turned out to be wow. a good trade. Yeah, that's a good get. Um, so anyways, I'm I'm in a punishment league this year. We all bought into the league, and we've done weekly challenges. So if like. One week it could be like whoever has the kicker who kicks the longest field goal that week, you win twenty dollars. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm and then like the next league. week, yeah, it's and honestly, we'll probably have people drop next year. You could totally get in on it. Um, like four people got added this year that I've never met in my life. Um, it's made up largely of of friends from college, but they've we've added some friends of friends, and it's mm-hmm. like it's a twelve team league right now. Um. This year was the first year we've done a buy-in with with punishments, so it got intense in a hurry. If you finish dead last in the regular season, the league votes on whether you take the SAT mm-hmm. or uh, you run a, run a mini marathon. We did talk about that. Okay, I thought we had. And the league uh, voted that this particular guy who finished dead last is going to run the mini in May. In Indianapolis. Yeah. So the fun of that is that we all plan around it and we're going to tailgate at said mini marathon. Right. Um, and just kind of hang out. Uh, so, yeah. I Technically, I feel like I won because I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I left a lot it's, on the It's table, a last man. card or a lick situation. It's like an it's not yeah. us. Yeah, exactly. Everybody won except yeah. for this guy. Yeah. So... Um, Chad talked about Chad wanted to call in and talk about the Colts though. Mm-hmm. Do you watch a lot of NFL? I know you're in fantasy too, um, so but I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anybody watches. You I know? don't. I don't get to watch a ton. I I consume a lot of NFL content um, mm-hmm. via podcasts and articles and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Sunday afternoons are not a time that I'm allowed to just sit and watch TV by myself. So. Yeah, I don't. Frankly, I don't watch a whole lot of NFL either. Yeah, um, I watch Colts games, and then I basically just tune in when one of my fantasy players is in the red zone. Yeah, um, that's the cool thing about the Yahoo fantasy football app. We do our league through Yahoo, and I, for whatever reason, Yahoo has a deal with the NFL that they will let you stream um, any game. Doesn't matter where it is, what time it is, as long as it's on mobile. Oh wow! So through my Yahoo Fantasy app, I can stream any NFL game. It just, it's just only on my phone, though. Huh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, I'm in a league in Yahoo too. Huh. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's been there for more than just this year. But um, right above, like if you're on your your home your team's roster screen, uh huh. Like right above your team and below the scores, there's always like you can pick um, the icons for each game. And it just pulls up a stream. So this is like, oh, I guess it is live Jets Ravens. That's crazy. Yep. So I've used that a lot, not to watch full games, but just to kind of like check in and yeah. see what's going on. Um. So yeah, Chad was talking about Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. I think that he is good. I like Jacoby Brissett. I don't know if he's going to win you an AFC championship with his arm. Yeah, and I feel like he—we're gonna find out that he's—he's he's been a little banged up all year. Just yeah, been hundred percent healthy. Yeah, I also think that for most of the season he's basically been throwing to like Shatard's JV. Yeah, it's been just randos. 
yeah. from TY. Yeah. And, so if you, and if, after TY, it got random in a hurry anyway. Right, and it's never been a healthy TY, I don't think. Mm-hmm. So if he if he has a healthy TY out there and like a big, strong, physical, fast receiver, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Maybe he looks a lot better than what he has. I like, like Reich. I, I think the scheme is good. Oh, yeah. Love, yeah. love Quentin Nelson. Love Quentin Nelson. Love the whole mentality he's brought to the entire like offensive. Like the Colts being a run first football team, I've never been able to say that in my life. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Yeah. And that I think that makes Jacoby Brissett better when you have a solid yeah, run game. He, do, he doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers if you've yeah. got a good run game. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm trying to not go with the whole like media mentality of today where it's like, well, he's played bad for two games, so obviously he's not it. Let's tank for the draft. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, it's you, been a hard season. Tons of injuries. Yeah. Like, You would like a higher upside quarterback, but you have to sure. acknowledge that those are really hard to get. Like, You have to be terrible. You have to be the Miami Dolphins in order to get that kind of quarterback. The Dolphins have been too good. It's going to be the Bengals. <laughs> right, right, Bengals. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. So, Colts All right, there's Dolphins. your football talk. Um. So I guess you're not interested in my fancy team, so that's fine. We'll just move. We'll just move uh, on. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm sorry. That was kind no, of selfish okay. of me. Um, I lost in the first round of my Yahoo League, which is my Dynasty League. Uh, Sony but Michelle, you did make the playoffs. I did make the playoffs. I was like the four seed or something. Sony Michelle, just mm-hmm. you can't not start him, and but he's just like a rock right. weighing down your team all but year. But that's, that's, that's Patriots running backs. Yeah, it's that, and it's, and never it's the know. tight end spot. I drafted Hawkinson to be my like tight end of the future. For, seven, for the next six years, and it has not happened yet. I also drafted Fant. Just like, we'll throw darts, and one of them will be good. And Fant has had some good games. but not I picked up Jacob Hollister. In my starting lineup. Uh, yeah, I would have liked to pick up Hollister. I picked up Dallas Goddard instead. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with Ertz or Goddard. Ertz, I think, has higher upside oh, than course. Goddard, but of like course. in Philly... They have no wideouts. It's yeah. literally just, do we throw it to Ertz or Goddard or Miles Sanders out of the backfield? Mm-hmm. So that that one I lost in. Um, in the Crawfordsville League, which is the most important one to me, Jigsy and Jacob had the best two teams all year. We're running away with it, but they're in the same division, so they split. And that actually dragged them down a little bit. So I played Jacob in the... We have a rivalry week where I purposely paired it up so that you're playing... Like Jake and Ethan play each other on, this, on the last week of the regular season. So Jacob and I play each other, obviously. And mm-hmm. Jacob is always supposed to do a dare on his week. He hasn't been doing it every week this year because he's a turd, but he's supposed to. So I said, okay, we're doing it, and loser has to shave. I was like, I'll shave my face, and if you lose, you have to shave one of your legs. Um, <laughs> and like, and he's probably get, like his team. He has Patrick. It Mahomes. has to be one, or he has the option to do both. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. He has Patrick Mahomes. He has Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's got a, he's got a good team. Oh my gosh! Yeah. How many teams are in this league? Uh, twelve. Uh, How? Well, we he kept McCaffrey. He well he had, oh keeper okay he, he kept Mahomes and McCaffrey and he didn't keep he last year he had McCaffrey and Kamara. Do you guys do in your keeper league? Does that keeper become three rounds higher of a draft than great, it was? Great question. We're going to do either we're going to do either one or two round penalty going to next year. So this was our you first year to. doing keeper. Yeah, I mean, so I, there's no penalty right now as a keeper. I mean, like you can just like if I drafted Christian McCaffrey first last year, like I'll take him again next year. For one year, there's no penalty, and then after that, there's a penalty. So like okay. I I I had Kittle as like a ninth round pick, 
and kept him for going into this year. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, um, and then anyway. you can keep him again next year. Yes, the I'm going to get. I'm going to keep him again next year, but you can't keep your first and second rounders because that would bump you up past what's what's right. legal. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, Kittle's. A, you're in a great situation. Yes. With Kittle. Yeah, the the deep sleeper people and Jacob was similar. He drafted Mahomes in like the tenth a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I he was supposed to he's projected to beat me by twenty. I ended up coming back and beating him, um, behind Robert Woods, basically, who I traded. I picked up Matt Stafford off the waivers and traded him to Alex for Robert Woods the next week, <laughs> and then he put oh, up thirty one. No. He put up thirty one last week. Matthew Stafford's like in a wheelchair now. Yeah. So so I beat him last week, yeah. which sets up first round playoffs. Me versus Jacob. <laughs> Perfect. Um, and we have so Jake Z and um, Jeff Strickland got buys, and so in the playoffs, the higher seed gets a five point bump to make the regular season matter a little more. We get a home field advantage. So because I beat Jacob, that actually gave me <laughs> the home field advantage. It didn't. Wow. Up, it, and, and then I ended up beating him by like sixty. Wait. So how does that work? You go into five. You go, you go in five points up, up five to up. the matchups. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. So I'm. So yeah, I ended up having another really good week last week. I got Michael Thomas. Um, Kittle, like I just have like a very solid team. Like everyone scores double digits. My running mm-hmm. backs are kind of weak. Um, so I'm in the semifinals going up against Jeff Strickland, which is he has a good team, but Lamar Jackson is questionable going into tonight, right? Mm-hmm. He's at least not 100, percent right? And Josh Jacobs is limited, so he's got a couple injuries. Chark went out last week with an injury. David Johnson's been hurt, so. It wouldn't matter if Chark was he- healthy. He's he's got like less than five targets the last three weeks, I think. DJ Chark, really? Not cumulatively, but like each game. Oh, really? I mean, yeah. he had a last week. He had nine catches of seventy-five yards. He had nine grabs last week. Yeah, and we're and we're PPR. So anyway, think, I'm projected to beat Chark, Jeff. Actually. Oh wait, why is his projection down by so much? Yeah, I got screwed in the first round of the playoffs by obviously OBJ, but then Julio, I have Julio Jones, and he's, like, hurt. I don't know. Calvin Ridley's, like, oh, the guy no. to have right now for That's the Falcons. Huh. So it looks like Josh Jacobs has been a limited practice participant, so he's projected for zero on ESPN. So it's going to be close between me and Jeff. But I've never – also I'm the commissioner, and I've never won this league, and so it's really important to me. <laughs> Sweet. I won the league last year. Um, and this year I had no, like my goal was not to win the league. My goal was to not have to be punished. Yeah. So, so you went for safety. Yeah. All right. We've got two more predictions and one more howler. So we'll go prediction here. Um, every can- book we've had a new creature introduced. You can go down the line, unicorns, dragons, basilisk, werewolves, um, dementors, the whole thing. Give me a creature that we're going to see. Um, or, or a type of creature. Hmm. Let's go with the uh, Christmas spirit here and say some form of magical reindeer. Okay, so the goal is to be able to ride it. Um, it can It can fly. So sort of thestrally, but without the invisibility thing. Yes. It, they also can use their antlers like wands. Oh, nice. So when you are riding 
a magical reindeer. You're like channeling. The, you're channeling it. So basically the antlers form like a like a beam across mm-hmm. and you just set your wand in the beam and then it's like a like your nice. your spell becomes like ten times more powerful. Even Harry can be good at spells. Exactly. Oh, wow. That'll be awesome. Look forward to that. Yeah. So yeah. Me too. Is, is this I'm like, really confident about it? Is this like a, a herd that's just in the Forbidden Forest, or is Hagrid gonna show up and be like, "This year we're learning about reindeer"? Well, I think it's a herd in the forest. Now that Grop cleared out all the, Grop cleared out all of their natural predators. Yeah, they're just hard to find because they only they're only really visible around Christmas. Oh, nice. Yeah. So are we, that's why are we, we haven't see met Santa? Yet. Are we gonna see Santa Claus? Well, we'll find out in the last book that um, Dumbledore actually is Santa. <laughs> On keto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keto Santa. Everyone's favorite Santa. Second only to CrossFit Santa. Oh, man. Ugh. CrossFit. Okay, last I'm howl. To you, Alex. Yeah. Who doesn't listen? Good morning, gents. This is Chad. Uh, listening to <laughs> episode 52, Fresh Out the Oven. Um, patrons version. Thanks. Appreciate that. Um, so got a couple questions. Number one, when you put your Totino's frozen pizza in the oven, do you put it directly on the rack or do you put it no, in a it's pan not Totino's. In the oven? I find that if you put Shit. it on the rack, you get a little bit more crisp to, uh, the crust of the pizza. Uh, only reason I'm asking, I didn't know if I was the only one that does that. Um, and then number two, uh, question for Brayden. So do you think any character so far in the book, do you think that any character is going to have a, uh, I guess we'll call it a redemption or a, like a turnaround or something like that, or, uh, you know, good or bad, just trying to see where you head this. Um, Y'all have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye. Okay, so first things first. I yeah, agree out of the way. that it's supposed to be freshetta. Like, that's what we're talking about. But we did, in that episode, talk about frozen pizza in general and talk about Totino's. And so to answer Chad's question, of course I put it on the rack. I put all frozen pizzas directly on the rack because I want the bottom of the crust to get crispier. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm not, okay. a, not a pan guy. So so I'm... And I'm not, like, opposed to putting on the rack. I just, I, out of habit, put it on a pan. Okay. Plus, now I've got to wash a pan. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm all for trying it on the rack next mm-hmm. time. I feel like Hannah's not going to love that because mm-hmm. I'm inevitably going to, like, knock junk into the bottom of the oven right. and it's going to burn. That's the pushback you're going to get, and mm-hmm. it's fair, and it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a self-cleaning oven. You just let it self-clean every so often. Um Okay. Okay. You can't. What you can do, and I have done before, is put a pan in there on the rack underneath to catch anything that does fall. Oh. Still gonna have to wash it though. So that kind of defeats the purpose for me. Or you could just get better at putting the pizza in and out of the oven so you don't (laughs) knock stuff off of it. You. What you could do is suck less, (laughs) and that would just make life better in general. Get good. Yeah. Um. I'll try it. I'll try it next time. I'm normally yeah, making these recommend. frozen pizzas when Hannah's not home, so I'll just I'll just do it. See what happens. 
Um, as far Speaking as speaking of, I'm getting super hungry. I'm gonna have to go get some pieces okay. here in a minute. Well, we're 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 an hour and forty five in, Braden. Can you keep it in your pants for just like a couple more minutes? Easy. Golly. Yeesh. Um, would you as far as a turnaround? We can take it a little more broadly. Like, you we've talked about the whole Neville turning evil thing. Where do you think we are as far as the bad characters are bad and the good characters are strictly good? Um. That's kind of a hard question to answer. I think, I still think that Neville's questionable. Um, I have seen things just from like the previews and stuff that I always <laughs> reference for like on Freeform and stuff that I feel like Hermione ends up in a weird, I should have talked about this in the relationship thing. Um, cause I said Hermione and Ron, but I also think that like something happens near the end with like Hermione and Draco maybe. Okay. I don't have that confirmed. Like, I haven't seen a spoiler or anything, but, like, I feel like I've seen that before or heard mm-hmm. people talk about it. Sure. And so I, if if that is a real thing that happens, like, what the heck is going on with Hermione? Is she not as good as we thought? Mm-hmm. Like, does or she... maybe Draco's she, good, you know? That's really hard for me to believe and or accept. Tough to get behind that. Yeah. So that could be a weird, off the wall, least expected thing. Yeah. Like maybe Hermione's not who we think she is. Wow! <laughs> After all this time. I know really that would be terrible. That would be really terrible. I mean, um, this bleeds really, I think, seamlessly into the Snape conversation we always have. Well, yeah, I was holding off on that one because, like, that's the obvious. So I don't know like, if we want to do that right now, but. I think that he's the one that, at this point, I, for you, I, mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, like, it's a gray area. Like, she's done a good job of of painting him both sides. And so yeah. it's not clear. Yeah. I really thought we were going to get a little bit there when we started getting into, like, Snape's memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 I'm walking out of Order of the Phoenix knowing or feeling no different than I did about Snape. Like it, yeah, like you said, it's just a huge gray area. There are some moments when I'm like, dude, he is a Death Eater. Like, <laughs> y- this is so freaking obvious, and Dumbledore's a moron. And then it always Trusting ends up, like at the fool. end of the book, the Dumbledore's like, oh, and by the way, Harry, Snape did this behind the scenes to make sure you stayed alive. <laughs> it's like, gosh dang. Like, I I guess maybe he's a, maybe he's good. I don't know. <laughs> you're appropriately frustrated and I appreciate it um, I had one more prediction written down and it's three words it's just something with Luna I think I'm going to lean into it and just make you talk and think about Luna why? because it amuses me for some reason I, and I guess you're asking because she's going to become a more important character in, the, in the last two books because like even I realized like her and her dad played an important role in that last book, but I still felt like she was kind of a backburner character. Mm-hmm. So, so give her a backburner B plot storyline. What's what's something? Maybe her and Harry Luna? getting a little a little okay. ship, you know, because okay. they can they can talk to each other, they can relate mm-hmm. on some of the the tragedy and shared trauma and hardship. Yeah, it's like a Nancy and Jonathan thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
I think they are Nancy and Jonathan. <laughs> like, I think we've got some stranger things going on here. Oh my gosh. I literally want to stop talking about Harry Potter right now and, sp- and spend another hour and 47 minutes talking about stranger things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I need to, Eat. I need to watch it. You haven't need- watched it? Season three? I've, no, I haven't seen season two. I got super into season one, and Boy. there was that huge gap, right? Boy. We're going to have to pod about it. You know who else is really into Stranger Things? Nate Patton, who came on, the Dodgers fan that came on the, an episode during Chamber. Mm-hmm. Really into Stranger Things. He reads like books. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I would love to do a Stranger perspective, a Demogorgon's perspective. <laughs> I'm here for it. When are we going to watch Order of the Phoenix, the movie? I don't know. You got any time off around Christmas? Probably. I would assume so, yeah. Are you guys going to be back in Crawfordsville at all? I guess why would you? No. Yeah. Um, we're yeah. going to Michigan to go like snow tubing and skiing and stuff. That AKA, sounds awesome. AKA just snow tubing for sure. Yeah, um, that's with, with my mom so and brother. Fun. And so that's on the 27th. We're going to leave. So we okay. have availability on the 26th. Because <laughs> then, you know, the next Monday we go back to work. Right. So unless you, we, you could book, you could block out right now your entire New Year's Day to spend watching Harry Potter with me for some reason, somehow. Or we could do it on the 26th. I would not be opposed. I am not the keeper of the calendar, so I'm not even going to try to answer that question. Like, There are so many people, I feel like, who are cringing right now listening to us live try to make plans for the 26th of December on, <laughs> on December 12th. To be like, hey, you want to like, you know, drive a couple hours to a different town to watch a Harry Potter movie with me? Like, Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Because it's like it's you busy season. Later and watch movies. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I could. Busy season. So, love to watch Stranger Things with you. Love to watch Order of the Phoenix with you. Thank you for making some predictions for me. Um, I would love Anytime. to hear your guys' predictions for what's going to happen. Half Blood Prince. Wrong answers only. Um, you should howl in if you would like to be heard as often as Chad and Bo were. Or even as often as Rachel and Shannon were today. We invite you to call into the Howler our Hotline. This is a good showcase episode for it. It will be you will be played in a more timely fashion going forward. It is nine seven eight Potter Zero. Here are the digits. Nine seven eight seven six eight eight three seven zero. Love to have you come on for that. Um we'd love to have you support us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. Um shouts Chad referenced Referenced his patronage today, which we love. I'll send out Christmas cards here soon, hopefully. We would invite you to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, um, Peach, MySpace, Friendster. <laughs> Tinder. Spotify, Tinder for sure. Bumble. Um, Christian Mingle. Farmers only. Farmers only. <laughs> yeah. Who's your mate? So, yeah, thank you guys for your support. Thanks for listening. Um, be sure to tune in next time as we start reading, as Braden starts for the first time reading Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Um, so he 
it'll be good to hear how excited he gets when he's right about every one of these predictions. Uh, I'll run through them really quick. Harry Potter is the half-blood prince because his dad is a blood and his mom is a half. Um, and so that's going to make him stronger than Voldemort, and he's going to have to kill Neville. Um, someone's going to die. It's probably going to be Hagrid or Seamus. Those are our options. Maybe both. New defense against dark arts teacher is either going to be Snape or someone that looks like Snape. <laughs> um, new relationships. We're going to get Ron and Hermione or Draco and Hermione. You didn't give us any adult ones, did you? I suggested Hagrid I and Goblet Plank. Uh, Quidditch Cup's going to be won by the Slytherins. Uh, Voldemort is in Albania. He's trying to kill Dumbledore. And we're going to see some magical Santa reindeer. And uh, Luna's going to get together with Harry, and we're going to watch Stranger Things. That is pretty much it. It's all going to happen. I'm confident about it. <laughs> Love a confident Braden. Thanks for Best listening, kind. guys. Thanks, Jeremy and Jessica. What's Notre Dame? Go Irish.